hello one love hello all hello everyone in the single parent support community how are you how are you how are you personally i'm doing well i can't complain thank you all very much for being here with me today i would like to start out with one of my poems it's been on my mind so I would like to share it. And I also have a new poem that I just finished today that I may share in in the episode later on, or it may go in one of the future episodes. The one I wanted to talk about today though is, mm, is um, independent versus self-sufficient. So after I recite the poem. I'm going to go through why I wrote it, how I wrote it, and what inspired me, where it came from, all of that good stuff. Also, please feel free to leave me a message in the, um, leave me a voice message and let me know what you think or your opinions, your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, anything that you'd like to say about the poem. Matter of fact, maybe you have something you want to add to it. That would be great also. So without further ado, here is independent versus self-sufficient. You may say I'm independent because I live on my own, pay all my bills and take care of my son, but this girl's not made of stone. Yeah, I hold it down and maintain my house, but I'd much rather have a home because unlike independent, I'm self-sufficient. I wasn't made to be alone. The difference is independent. I'm sorry, the difference is self-sufficient respects a man when on his words he stands tall. Independent will not listen. Better not say nothing at all. But I'm not the type to think I'm right when it's all said and done. I want to hear a man's perspective. I can't see full view of just one. An independent woman only thinks of herself. She sets her goals and reaches them, but won't encourage anybody else. A self-sufficient woman stays on top of her game because if he wants them to be, then he has to meet. And this ensures that he does the same. My only gripe with independent life is that you only need you. But take a look at what you've done, turning something into one that God clearly meant for two. Let's take a look at the society of men sitting around on a couch. But what would you expect when the need for a man and the independent life has been put out? Don't get me wrong, my beautiful ladies. You are strong and you can hold it down. But there's no need to emasculate and rob our men of their crowns saying he don't do this and he won't do that. But what real chance did you give before picking up the slack and forgetting that you are his true incentive? Independency within itself shows your strength and your might. But baby girl, that's all defeated when all you needed was a good man who will treat you right. See, you can know what you want, not settle for less and reserve the right to be picky. All without skipping a beat, providing your needs and that is self-sufficiency. We moved our fellas from head to tail in this here present time and day. 
So ladies, please fall back so our men can get on track and again lead the way. Because they knocking them off as if they're nothing. Our king's innocent blood splatter. So it's up to us to return their crowns and let them know they still matter. All right, all right, people. What did you think of Independent versus Self-Sufficient? Written by yours truly, Charlena Denise. Please let me know. Please send me a voice message and, uh, you know, fill me in. Questions, comments, concerns. If you have a poem you want to add, and I, hey, leave me a poem. And I can add it to the show. I would, if you got a poem and you want to share something, excuse me, I'm not sure how long the voice messages are, but if you can get it on there, that'll be great. So, what do you think? Let me know. Now, I wrote that a couple years ago and I had just, I want to say it was after, I know a song had come out that was talking about, you know, basically telling women they should leave their man and, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, yeah, I think that's what it was. All I know was it was, I was hearing a lot of, we don't need him, I'm independent, all this other good stuff. I was hearing a lot of that. And the thing is, I'm like, Okay, so if honestly my thought was, well, if you don't need a man, then don't go buy a toy either. Like don't do anything that would require otherwise the you know, the male's presence. Don't do it if you don't need if you don't need it, you don't need it. You don't need no parts of it. But if you do need it for something, then maybe you do need him. So then I start thinking about all of the ways in which we can show him that we can appreciate the males. Because one thing I know about men is that unlike females, a female will pretty much morph into whatever it is that she is required to be. That's generally not the case with males. A guy, from what I've seen, my experiences with them, if a guy's only options is to conform to be what you know is in front of him or to do nothing chances are he's going to do nothing so when you when it come down to it and the women have either picked up the slack if they have taken up that role that he would normally play if they've crossed over into his boundary field and his line where he would normally operate and be successful He's not going to go and become what she was nine times out of 10. He's now, don't get me wrong. There are some males who have, you know, they don't mind taking care of the home. They don't mind being a stay at home dad. I'm not speaking, you know, in that instance, because that's not the bulk of what's out here today. Unfortunately, the bulk that we see or that I've seen is where the females have, you know, begun to, for whatever reason, and there are multiple reasons why the female have began to, you know, become the breadwinner of the family. Um, the multiple reasons why she's, you know, required to work and take care of the children or, you know, just be other than the female in a situation nine times out of 10 is because there isn't a male present. And then when one do become present, instead of him coming in to change the narrative of that home life, he comes in and get in where he fit in. So if she's already working two or three jobs and she's already, you know, got pretty much based on income. So 
is not really a whole lot that he's required to do, then he's just going to slide in and lay on the couch nine times out of 10 because he's not going to get up and cook dinner or, you know, and if she's already holding it down, chances are he's not going to go get a job if he don't want to. So what I see is that I don't know what it's like to be a man. I have no idea. I've never been one. So I don't understand exactly what has caused and have contributed what has become a full factor in the male being what he is today. But as a female, I can see outward contribution to it. And being that males are normally like they're, they're normally not multitaskers, you know, normally the beautiful thing of a man is that they're simple. They don't require, um, you know, and, and that's, the, that's the beauty. Thank God for that. Because if a male and a female was just like, it would be a lot. I couldn't do it. It'd be so much drama. If the male was like the females. And I think that if some, and in some aspects, I think that if the females are a little bit more like males, and maybe it might, might be a little bit more calm. Um, I think so. I think so. But <laughs> because whew, some females, I tell you, but all in all, being that they are generally one track minded. So if you give them a job and their job is to go out and work, come home, make the money, nine times out of 10, that's what they're going to do. At least they used to. Honestly, this is a, I've, I've seen a change in males. Um, and I do feel like maybe I was born in the wrong time. Maybe, I, you know, because I don't understand the younger males that's out here today, but the older ones, that's at least what they were like. So they, they, you know, and in my opinion too, you know, it's, it's supposed to be this known fact that males are better drivers than females. Now, being that this chick can drive and I tell anybody any day of the week, this chick can drive. Yeah, I've been in a few accidents, but I can drive. I also know though, that it's probably accurate that males drive better than females and it's probably accurate that they have been in less accidents than females simply because they generally don't multitask for the most part they are again normally one track minded so whatever the task is that they're doing they're not preoccupied with a whole lot of other stuff so that accidents can happen now, being that females generally are the multitaskers, which is required for parenthood, <laughs> is, is a must for parenthood. Which is, you know, again, it makes sense for the females to generally tend to the children more than the guys, and they tend to have more patience. So, again, that goes back to females kind of getting out of the male's way. Let them be the breadwinners, you know? And again, being that they're not going to just take on the task, we I think that we will have to literally step aside first so that they can pick up the slack, you know, pick up the lead. Another thing I notice is that guys who have needy, clingy females, I've seen where a male with one woman will do nothing to a sister. And it's like, dang, you see me trying. You're not even going to help. And then I've seen them be with females who ain't trying to do nothing. They take up everything. And then they're like really 
take over and they like you really see them transform and in one instance the type of female i am who i generally i'm gonna do the best i can and so it's not really a lot that i require and there's generally not a lot of help that i'm uh, i'm working on that but the story for another day but when you know in those instances and I, I used to think like man i didn't require much you couldn't do nothing for me but here it is this chick don't even do half of what i did and you do everything for her it's like it used to hurt my feelings really really bad and all the other females that i've communicated with and have experienced this we felt the same exact way so we was like dang like we're not needy clingy females i'm a worker you know we're builders we want to take part in doing our part in getting us where we want to go so it's like dang if you try you still left without you can't not do nothing because no one comes to the rescue either way it's like man some people must be so lucky but all in all i think it just again go back to the fact that they are some men do best when you trust them and you depend on them It allow them to shine and allow them to see exactly what they're capable of. And that ayah in a Quran, in a Quran, in my latest Quran, it was saying that a soldier doesn't know his strength without a foe, you know? So I feel like with the males, you allow them to see exactly what they're capable of. You allow them to see that they are needed and that their work is beneficial and that they have something to contribute and bring to the plate and that they're valuable when we step aside and let them be them when we let them be our providers and you know our um protectors our comfort now again everyone does not you know come with these natural Thing, uh, you know, abilities or the, not, the desire to do these things naturally because society is a lot different nowadays. It's not like it was back in the day. And so our younger males who are coming up, they're not really getting the teachings and the um, examples. You know, it's a lot that they're not getting that will show them or teach them or lead them to be the males, you know, that, that I'm speaking of. And the same thing goes for the females. There is a lot of that our young ladies are not getting as far as even knowing how to be a female, which is a topic that I'm definitely going to have to cover because as a woman, when I look at the younger generations of the females, I'm like, wow, you know, that is, it's a bother. It really is a bother because we don't we, we I don't really I don't see so much of respectful young ladies you know that's growing up and when I think about a young lady for my son like I do want to have a daughter-in-law one day and I would love to have grandchildren one day fun fact just a little side note <laughs> I wanted grandchildren before I wanted children if it was up to me I would have had grandchildren first and then double back and had kids i don't know what it is about being a grandma but i just remember that my grandma seemed like she was just the bomb diggity like she was everything she could cook she was beautiful i loved her house it was like man if this is what being a grandma is i want to be a grandma 
<laughs> and it just never changed. And I do. I want to have a grand. I want to. I want to have grandchildren one day. One grandchild, at least something. I don't know how many, but if that, it would be great. So when I think about that young lady, I'm like, first of all, I don't want my son with just anybody. Secondly, I want my son with a respect young lady, mannerable young lady, someone who knows her value and her worth, someone who will not let my son take advantage of them, but at the same time would not try to, you know, rule and control him. Someone who will see him for who he is and love him for who he is and what he got to bring to the table, you know, things like that. Like a woman who, a young lady who loves the Lord. And when I look at the bulk of young females, I definitely don't see that, which makes me a little bit leery, like, hmm. But I do believe she's out there. You know, she would be out there prayerfully. But that to me is a very, you know, it's a it's a topic that needs discussion because what is the future of our youth if we continue on in this way? If we don't make any changes, if we don't try to get better and be back, you know, what we were in previous times. I feel like each generation we lost a little bit of who we truly are, which led us to be what we are today. It wasn't an overnight thing. It's definitely not an overnight process. But I do believe that in time, we can get back to being better, where we can be mannerable and respectful and treat ourselves and others in a way in which we want to be treated, in a way in which we want to be talked to. Because ultimately, that leads to how we treat ourselves and each other, you know? You can't give what you don't have. If you don't love you, there's no way that you can love someone else. And if you don't love yourself and love anyone else, then you can't want what's best for anyone else. And you can't think about what's best for the future generations who are not here. If you cannot pay, appreciate or pay attention or care the well, for the well-being of what is right in front of you, which is yourself and the reflection of yourself, which is how you treat other people. So, you know, this poem, it, it, was, it was a lot in it that... I really wanted to speak on and there's a lot in it that I was hoping that the world would see and think about and possibly change because we have to do better like I said it's not gonna happen overnight it's not supposed to happen overnight but it is supposed to happen I do believe that and according to the scripture it will happen so I feel like the best thing that we can do in my opinion is those of us who know the word who believe in the word, those of us who trust that it will come to pass, then I feel like we might as well go ahead and be a part. We can offer the assistance and be the vessels that the creator can use because his will will be done regardless. I do believe that when he said in the word that he's going to raise up his people, he's going to raise up his people. And I don't know if he'll use me in any way to do it. I will pray so in any way, shape or form. But my job is to be a possible vessel either way it go. That way I've done whatever it is that he told me to do. And if it's something that he put on my heart, like this poem, like that, when I was writing this poem, I was so like, oh my goodness, we have to change this narrative. That was the thing that was on my mind. I'm like, we have to look at it differently. We have to know that there's something better than what the media and what the social classes with the world is putting out there for us to believe, you know, about the man and the woman. It's got to be something different. And especially when I know that they are just killing our black males, especially. It's not that they are not killing the females because they definitely are, in which they recently took a black queen's life. 
Oh goodness, I can't say that. I don't I don't believe that they can take a life. I believe that life and death is only in the hands of the creator. Let me say thing. It's only in the hands of the creator. So I can't say that they can take it. But I do know that they did wrong in the action that they did to carry out, you know, the process of her losing her life. So I'm not saying that they aren't targeting females as well, but I do know I truly believe that their deeper intentions is to target the males because they are supposed to be our heads. And if the head is gone, what tail can follow? They know exactly what they're doing, which is why I'm begging us. We have to get back to our families. We have to get back to knowing the importance of the man and the woman and the impact that we have on the child as it's being raised. We have to know that. Otherwise, we're going to continue to walk in these same circles, losing bits and pieces of who we are. And this is not at all how the creator designed us to be. It's not at all. So I know that we have all experienced traumas, relationships, ups and downs. You know, we've been heartbroken. We have broken hearts. It's, it's been a revolving door of pain for the man and the woman and also a downward spiral. So healing is what we have to get first. You can't help anyone else heal if you haven't healed yourself. I'm in a healing process, but I also know that there have been all tremendous amounts of healing that's been done to me by the hands of the Lord. So I do believe that I have something that I can offer someone else, which is the point of these podcasts and the point of the one love and the point of he's my inspiration. That's the point of everything to offer some type of assistance, some type of hand, some type of alternative perspective, something that can change the narrative of what we see into what we can be because it's possible. There's no doubt in my mind that it will not happen. So with that being said, I, I'm looking forward to seeing a change in our people and ourselves. And I'm looking forward for the continual change that I see in me. Over the years, I'm nowhere near what I used to be. I am nowhere near what I used to be. Thank God. <laughs> in fact, in fact, the, oh my goodness, my younger self, anyone who knew me in my, I would say, honestly, all the way up until I was early 20, you know? Yeah, I would say about mid-20s, up until I had my son, mid-20s. There wasn't too much that you can do to get past me. And I mean, there wasn't too much. Even if I thought you did something to me, I was going to get you back. And it was before I started really studying and reading the Bible, you know, to understand the scriptures and apply it to my life. I had always wanted to, but I hadn't done it yet. And even when I did, you know, growing up, I've read the Bible because I saw my mom reading the Bible and I wanted to do everything that my mom did. I was so intrigued by her. Her favorite color was blue. My favorite color became blue. Every It's like, but blue is a beautiful color though. It's just, I don't know if I already had it in me or what, but <laughs> I wanted, and when I saw her reading the Bible, I'm like, that's the thing to do. So it was like, it was instilled in me, but you know, you live and you learn, you grow up, you, you experience life and you get away. But I kept saying, Lord, I want to come back. I always pray that even, even though I didn't live like I wanted to come back, I always wanted to get back. So when he moved things in my life, although it seemed so negative and it was hard, it was so difficult, which is how he's my inspiration even came about. I thank God that he led me to write because that writing led to studying, deeply studying, but it all came from that pain in the situation. So with that studying, 
that's where I started understanding that I don't have to fight my battles. I just got to trust and depend on the Lord because he will fight them and he can do it a lot better than I can. So I stopped all of the fighting back and it was easy for me to let things go. And the crazy thing is there was no uh, conscious, you know, trials and errors like, oh, I want to hit you, but I'm going to try not to. No, it was like, I realized when things started happening, I'm like, oh my goodness, I normally would have responded or oh my goodness, I normally would have did this. And like, I don't even want to, I didn't want to, but that, that's how he will make the changes in you. And I've started to grow more spiritually. And when I started praying about things, that was really like something, whew, the things that has bothered me the most. And I went to Lord like, father, this hurt me because of this. And if I'm wrong, can you show me where I'm wrong? This is how I feel. And this is why it bothered me because I attended this and I just told him everything. Every single time that I've done that, I have seen things change. And I mean, change. Like, wow. And I'm like, Lord, did you just do that? because of me <laughs> like he did that big thing for little old me i mean it was amazing and there's absolutely nothing that i could have said that i could have done to anyone to have fixed the problem in the way in which he did so then i start thinking about, i'm like well lord all the times that i wasn't depending on you how do you still like watch out for me lord i was such a fool but the word said he looked out for babies and fools i was a spiritual baby and i was an adult fool even well when I became an adult, but even when I was younger, you know. But the thing is, what I came to realize too is that that spark, you know, that need for justice is something that he gave me. You know, he had to refine it because of all the years that I spent doing my own thing and you know, follow my own lead, not listening to the Lord completely. That that time that I spent doing that. I allow my talent to rust and crust over and become other things. So in the process of me sitting with him, he had to shave all of that, those years of, you know, habits, those years of traumas and memories, those years of things that I thought was right and the ways of behaving that I thought was right. He had to shave all of that away. But then it got back to the raw, that, that desire for justice, that desire to see things done fairly. That's something that he gave me. And when he used it, it's used properly. And I see things happening. Like, again, this podcast and the book and the YouTube channels and the One Love Support Group. So I can't help but thank God for it. You know, and in the process of whatever it is you may be going through, please thank the Lord for it. Allow him to know that you are willing to trust him if you're willing to trust him. You think you can give him a chance? You don't have to be afraid. You don't have anything to lose. And let the scriptures say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So once you go to him, you'll begin to find the answers to some of the things, some of the questions that you've had, like, well, Father, am I ever going to have a mate? Or, Father, how do I man these kids? Or, Father, will I get the job? Father, what job should I apply for? You know, he has answered all of my questions. There's never been anything that I've asked him that I didn't get an answer to. And it's amazing when you start getting the answers in so many different ways. Sometimes somebody might say something to you and you know 
that that answer that they're telling you may not have anything to do with the subject that they're, that they're talking about. But when he connect the dots, you feel it in your spirit. And then there are times where you might be watching something and you can get some confirmation. There may be times where you get just flat out get an answer like, this is what I want you to do, or this is how you do it. So all I'm saying is that just go to them. Just try them out. And if you don't know your role or your intended role or you know the the thing that you can do to contribute to his people being better then that's something that you can definitely ask him you can also get in a word because as i read the bible as i have read the bible and as i continue to read and study the bible and the quran when i come across the roles of the males and the females it is so outlined and clear and if you followed it in that way it there would be so much peace and it would be so much easier Oh, how I want to be able to be in that spot. If I get a man, a guy that will take over and do like he's supposed to, a man that I can trust where he leads so I can follow him. Yeah, I would willingly and graciously let go of a lot of things. All right, people, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to let me know what you think about my poem. Also, let me know what you think about the segment. This was one of the poems that I wanted to share because everything the Lord put on my heart, I'm going to give some background information. Stay tuned for the next segment. It's going to be coming up very shortly. So don't forget www.onelovesupport.net. YouTube channel is One Love and you got your wonderful Wednesdays. Thank you for tuning in. Great day. Good people. Hello, one love. Hey, how you doing? So we originally planned to have OG Burner for the Black Business Boost segment of this episode. However, that did not plan, you know, pan out how I planned. So with that being said, we're going to move right along. I will have an interview with another author coming up. Preferably, that will go how I planned. Um, but if not, in the meantime, like again, the show must go on. So what I'm going to speak on right now for the Black Business Boost is my book. He's my inspiration, Diary of a Spiritual Journey. And there is also He's My Inspiration, Diary of a Walking Christ. It is the same exact book. It has two different subtitles because it's by two different publishing companies and honestly i thought that once i got republished that the original copy would be gone however they're both still available what i wanted to say um about this book is that it is i will i I would definitely will get it republished but in the form that it is in now is the most authentic it is the absolute best in my opinion there are typos within it when i look back through it it's like wow i see so many errors um as far as the the typos go there are no errors in what i'm saying the only errors that i found is in the like the you know the actual 
punctuation or the spelling of the words and you know some of them and the thing about that is that that is a pure reflection of what my life was at the time that I was getting that book published and that's why it means so much to me like oh my goodness when I look back on it it was so difficult for me to write that book I'm sorry to to type up that book because writing it was a process and to be honest let me give a little bit of background just a little bit of background about it I started writing when I was going going through one of the at that time it was the worst situation I had ever been in in my life at that time and I knew that the only thing that could help me the only thing that could comfort me was the Lord so I prayed and I asked him for comfort and I asked him for peace and I'm like father I just need you to touch me like only you can so he told me to write and I started writing first I put together a whole bunch of scriptures that I compiled all of the scriptures that I could find that you know would help with different subjects like I put together all of the scriptures that I could find for peace when I was very very distraught and when I was really really sad I found all the scriptures that I could find for joy and I just wrote them all down in this composition book and I, you know, just went on. Whatever I needed, those are the scriptures that I found for it. And I had them all in a composition book. That way, when I needed them, all I had to do was go to the page and just read all of them. They'd be right there. Instead of trying to remember exactly where they were and how to find them in the Bible. And it was easier for me to carry that small composition book than it was to carry the whole Bible because after all, I was pregnant with my son at the time. So it was you know, there for me, it was in that word. And it was in the process of him telling me to write. I'm like, okay, well, this is what I need to write. But then as I studied and as I read, then I started understanding the scriptures differently in a way that no one had ever told me before. And I didn't want to forget anything. So I really started writing then. Everything that came to me, I just started writing it down. And that became the book. And in the process of me typing up that book, oh my goodness, I was still working at Walmart. Um, fibromyalgia flare-ups was crazy then. I didn't, I didn't know about sea moss and black seed oil. You know, I didn't have any essential oils to make a roll-on blend or, you know, to put in a diffuser to reduce my stress, which was a major contributing factor to the flare-ups and it still, still is a major contributing factor. And honestly, a lot of illnesses that stress level oh my goodness so at that time it's like i was at the brunt of everything and one thing that i knew was that i was not going to let that stop me from typing up that book it had been in my spirit it had been in my heart and i was just like trying to press through i didn't have an editor i didn't have time off from work i couldn't stop being a full-time mom my my mother had just now come to stay with me because she had, you know, left her situation and it was so much at that time. And when I look back at that book, it's like, I just see all of it within those pages. I see all of it. And it's amazing to me because I love it. I absolutely love what the Lord had done in my life. I love the trials and the tribulations that he's brought me through. I love to be in a place where I am now because when I look back, I'm like, Lord, it was only you to get me to this place. And at that time, I did not see any of this coming. I didn't see any of it. It was like, wow. You know, and I remember thinking like, is this life? This can't be life. Like, oh my goodness, I'm struggling so bad here. It was, it was crazy. 
So when I get this book edited, because I do want to have a proper version available for the public, and I do want to see it taken outside of its current state, as the Lord has taken my life outside of what it used to be into bringing it into this current state. Of course, it's not perfect. Nothing in life is, but it is so much better than what it used to be. And so is my walk and my relationship with the Lord. And again, as you will come to find, there will be a lot of spiritual talk on the One Love podcast, which is Wonderful Wednesdays. And I didn't thank you for being here. So I also wanted to thank you for being here um, in this second segment, which I think I'm going to thank you guys a lot. So get used to it. Now, in this segment, um, this is the thing that I really kind of want to do. So the podcast is growing organically. It's just growing organically. I do have an outline for the way I want to run things, but I'm also going to speak on the things that just, you know, enlighten my spirit at that moment. And one of the things that's been on my mind over the last couple of days is I saw this Facebook post and it was saying, if you could take one thing from the world, what would it be? And that's my question to you. If you could take one thing from the world, what would it be? What would it be? Please leave me a voice message and tell me what you would take from the world if you could. And in the next episode, I'm going to answer what I would take from the world. And I would pray that you guys would leave me some messages so that I can play some of the messages in the next episode. So we can, you know, get all these different topics going and, you know, these different Let's get the conversation started. Different opinions and different viewpoints on what they feel the world will be better than if you just take it away. Only one. I have one thing that I feel that if I was to take it from the world, the world would be the most beautiful place ever. And we're going to discuss that in the next episode. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys um, for listening and being part of the Black Business Boost. With that being said, um, <laughs> you see, I was going to about to end and completely forgot to tell you where you could find the book if you wanted it. And I realized this one thing I noticed. Ben and I did not have it in my mind to talk about one of my businesses or one of my products for the Black Business Boost, in which I will probably only do that when I don't have someone else because I have more than enough time to let you know what I have available. I've really, really, really thought that my boy would be here. I was looking forward to interviewing him for his album. Like I said, it didn't go how I planned, and that's okay. It is what it is. I've learned to go with the flow, praise be to Allah. I've learned to just let things be and let the chips fall where they lay because that's where they belong, in my opinion. So... Uh, the book can be found on Amazon. Um, it's written by Charlena Denise, S-H-A-R-L-E-N-A-D-E-N-I-S-E. I will have the link. Oh, and there's also, take a look at my Facebook page. Um, you can search in the, um, you can search in the, the Facebook, um, the search. What is it? Let me tell you one. I want to say living word testimonies. Let's see. Let me go down real quick. Just so I can tell you exactly. 
Oh, wow. I didn't notice that the... Wow. I didn't know it had that many. Yep. At Living Word Testimonies. That is the link to... I mean, that's the Facebook page. He's my inspiration. You will find the ayat of the day or the scripture of the day on that page. Please go like and follow. Um, There's also... You'll find... You know, some inspirational music, some videos. Now, with He's My Inspiration, I wanted to work on these study groups. Oh, my goodness. And I am definitely still going to have those. Um, I'm going to do webinars for those. Yes, webinars. That's how I can do my study groups. So the more I get it together, um, I'm going to put it on a podcast and please join in. That just came to me. I don't think I've ever thought about doing it that way before where I just use the webinars. Yes, 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 yes. So if you're interested, let me know. Send me a voice message or comment um, on the Facebook page or you can get at me in my inbox. Charlena Saunders on Facebook. Talk to me, people. Let's communicate. Let's let's grow together. Let's grow spiritually. You know, let's build ourselves up from the inside out so that we can be strong and a support for our brothers and sisters that are standing right beside us. So we can be a strong force together as a people, as a whole, as human beings. Okay. So with that being said, I don't want to make this episode, you know, extremely long. So that was the Black Business Boost, which will be in every segment. Today we have the He's My Inspiration as the feature product. It is a scripture-based book written by yours truly. It's available on Amazon. Um, When I look it up, I just search Charlena Denise because it's easier. And then both copies will come up. The Diary of a Walk in Christ as well as the diary of a spiritual journey it is the exact same book the exact same book it's just subtitles are different so i feel like if you would like to you know you feel better with the um diary of walking christ and that's the one if you did feel better with the diary of a spiritual journey but my thing is i tell most people to do the diary of a spiritual journey because that one costs a lot less than the diary of a walking christ and that has more to do with the publishing companies than anything. The other important aspect about this book is that it is the beginning of a series. I have so much to publish. I write on a regular basis. There are four books written so far, so and only one have been published. So my goal was to publish a book a year. And prayerfully throughout this podcast and, you know, a whole lot of other things, prayerfully, you know, I can get into that goal. If you are a book sponsor if you know a book sponsor i would like a book sponsor so if you can um communicate with me reach out to me point me in the right direction if you know anyone if you are a book sponsor and you're listening maybe you can uh communicate with me if you're interested that would be great all right so good people great day thank you for tuning in to your girl wonderful day good people Last thing I want to say, um, because I didn't say it in the previous episode, 
the reason I wanted to do these podcasts on Wednesdays is because Wednesday is the hump day. You know, there's normally the hardest day for us to get through. If, if you work Monday through Friday, by the time you get to Wednesday, you're like, oh, I'm halfway through. Or at least it's how I felt. And it's like, yeah, two more days left. So I wanted to have something positive to offer in the middle of the week. That thing that maybe you can look forward to or that thing that can uplift you to get you through half of the week is gone. You got the other half left. And maybe the next two days can be a little bit more happy or joyful. Maybe you can apply some of, you know, something positive that you might get from one of these episodes into the rest of your week. And hopefully it'll help you because that's the goal. That's the goal of wonderful Wednesdays. Great day, beautiful people.